Coming to you from Eastern Oregon, this is Bobby Love. And the chances of me listening to that show? Well, let's just say, I doubt it. Bush did 9-11. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. All right, welcome to the show. Episode 118 this April 26th, 2015. Time flies when you're having such a good time. It is amazing to me. Well, maybe I should introduce us. What do you say there, co-host? I am your host, Jesse Dollimore. I am <clears throat> I am your host. I am your host, Jesse Dollimore. And sitting across from me, raring to go and laughing at me as I forget what I'm doing on the 118th time that I've done it, the lovely Brittany Page. I was going to say because 114 is written on the board. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't know if you said that, and so I was going to correct no. you. But you also almost introduced yourself as Brittany Page, so that was funny. That did almost happen. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show. We I just realized before coming on that... There is a lot of stuff that we haven't addressed and that we're actually even not going to address this episode. We haven't talked about the young man in Baltimore whose spine was mysteriously severed while in the custody of the police. We're definitely going to get to that. There are so many things that are going on that we just haven't had time to get to all of them. Yeah, Freddie Gray yeah, is, so, that, is yeah, that person's name. Absolutely. We're, we're not going to get to it today, but we certainly are. I think... Um, the the dedication with which we have uh, covered topics like that relative to police abuse and people out of power being abused by those within it is, I wouldn't say unmatched, but it certainly can't be questioned. So we, we are certainly going to get to that. Um, just not today. Just, just not today. So we have received a few messages, kind of uh, messages that kind of embody, you know, uh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and they just want to know why. And that's just, the, that's it. We're just, we're getting to it. It's just, there's so much going on. We haven't had time or haven't prioritized correctly, maybe. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, something I noticed this week, very funny. We always talk about the the negative and the positive aspects of social media. Mm-hmm, yes. And of course, because it's me, I like to focus on the negative because it's, it's more fun to shit on stuff than it is to praise. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I noticed this week it's kind of odd how old people use social media, uh, especially Facebook. Yeah. I mean, you have family members mm-hmm. that, well, what is it the old, your old lady aunt mm-hmm. that like writes on Fannie Mae chocolate or whatever, sees chocolate. What is it? Fannie Mae chocolates. Yeah. Fa- isn't that a loan company? Um, Fannie Mae? I, I, uh. Are you looking while you stall? Yeah. Is that what's happening? And I'm not very good at stalling. <laughs> uh, all I say is, uh, uh, no, Fannie Mae chocolates is a thing. Yes, I'm remembering this correctly. So my great aunt, she will 
you know, because sometimes what people, when they do things on Facebook, it'll pop up into your feed that they wrote yeah. on the wall or something like that. And so, so and so commented on this page. Right. Now, she's deleted me, so I don't see it anymore. But <laughs> Your family is so great. But before... <laughs> Before, when we were friends, um, I would see her writing on the wall of Fannie Mae chocolates and she would say, oh, I love your chocolates. I love Fannie Mae chocolates. <laughs> writing on there once a yeah. month, I don't know, every couple of weeks. And it's very strange because they think they're like communicating with Mr. Fannie Mae chocolate. <laughs> well, uh, th I have friends and uh, that I have seen write on like Nancy Grace's Facebook page. Yeah. As though Nancy Grace actually runs the page and posts anything to the page. And is receiving the message. Right. Oh, you, you appreciate my steadfastness for justice. Thank you. I'll write you back and Facebook friend you. Right. <laughs> right. Or like people at Fannie Mae are reading the message like, oh, great. We have a fan. Let's celebrate this fan that has written us. They love our chocolates. They're all high-fiving in the office. Yeah. Woo! No one cares. <laughs> no one cares about your message. Well, no one's even receiving your message. Well, I think I've seen Fannie Mae comment on it one time, but it's not like anyone important. It's like an intern Yeah, or it's something. a fucking intern right, who hates their job, who delivers coffee to assholes all day. <laughs> they have to like the post. They have to say, oh, thank you, ma'am. It's part of their job performance. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it is very funny because I don't think old people really grasp the whole social media thing yet. Well, it's, I mean, it's fun to make Older fun of. People. It's fun to make fun. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that social media is changing so rapidly right now. I still get whether it be time hop or the new you're this day in history, whatever from Facebook. Mm -hmm. Cause my space, when my space was around the way you would do a status update or whatever was Jesse Dollamore. It would be in there automatically. And then you would say is how about Yeah. It, MySpace is still around, by the way. Yeah, but it's not the same thing at all. I know, but you were like, when it was around, as well, though it's gone or something. It, when it was around in its in its old in, uh, incarnation. Right, when, it was when the way people it was. were on it. Yeah, when it was something that somebody used. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, my old Facebook posts mm -hmm. come out, and they are, Jesse Dollimore is... Ha, la, 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 la. But that's not the way it was intended to be used. Right. And I still know people who do that. Yeah. Well, maybe it, thing. maybe it can be used that way because it does say, what are you doing? Yeah, but it's not. It's just Jesse Dollimore and below it is your post. It's not. Yeah. The that's MySpace true. incarnation that's said Jesse Dollimore is. Right. Okay. You're right. It just. It, so it's what I'm saying is, is it's changing so rapidly. Yeah. That it's hard to keep up with the rules to shit on the old people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, they're just, they're going to be a little slower on the uptick. Well, at least I know not to write on the wall of Fannie Mae chocolates, and I feel good about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do plenty of other dumb stuff, though, so it's okay. You said it. I didn't. Dollamocracy 2016. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. Listen, I think everybody knows that we have a female running for president this time. Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. And we will get a little later, we will get to the fact that more than one woman will probably be running for president this term. Mm -hmm. In the likes of Carly Fiorino. Yes. Fiorina. Fiorina. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> all right. Well, she won't be around long enough for me to have to worry about fucking saying her name all the time because she's not going to be a nominee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she will drop out very soon. A lot of times what happens, and I'm digressing before we even get to the topic, but a lot of times what happens is she's maybe vying for a vice presidential nomination. So she wants to be on the short list to be named to be a vice presidential running mate. So they get in the race knowing they don't have a fucking chance, but they they know that it might ingratiate them toward the leader to make them a, a vice presidential nominee. All right, listen, Cheryl Rios, we get it. All right. Oh, is that that's her name? Yeah, that that's a great segue. Thanks for that. So there's a lady named Cheryl Rios who was apparently a CEO of a marketing company. Mm-hmm. And she has come out on her well, I tell you what, we'll just she made the ridiculous that's how you say it, right? The ridiculous. Yeah. Which is Anderson Cooper on AC three sixty. At the end of every show, he has what's called the ridiculous. And it's him making fun of something. It's usually humorous. Yeah. And he took this lady to task. Time now for the ridiculous. The presidential campaign season is only in the larval stage, but if you're on Facebook, you know it's never too early to start posting unsolicited political opinions. After Hillary Clinton announced her candidacy, the CEO of a marketing firm in Dallas posted this, and I quote, if this happens, I'm moving to Canada. There is no need for her as she is not the right person to run our country, but more importantly, a female shouldn't be president. Let the haters begin, but with the hormones we have, there's no way we should be able to start a war. It's noteworthy, not only for the threat of moving to Canada, which is as tired as it is idle, but also because the person who posted that is herself a woman. CEO Cheryl Rios continued to wax poetic, and I quote, Yes, I run my own business, and I love it, and I'm great at it, but that is not the same as being the president. That should be left to a man, a good, strong, honorable man. Now, I think the simplest (laughs) explanation is that our Facebook got hacked by a man from the 1700s in some sort of sort of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure phone booth scenario. Cheryl Rios was on CNN this weekend. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. I've always felt that a woman shouldn't be president. Men and women are not the same. Hormones are a piece of the difference that is between us. Yes, and as we all know, of course, men, especially men in politics, I mean, they never have problems related to hormones. Testosterone, for instance. I don't know how this argument is even around anymore after it was so deftly skewered on 30 Rock. This is Amelia Earhart. I'm almost across the Pacific. Oh, no, my period! I'll now take questions. Oh, no. My period. Let's milk England! But that is an ironic reappropriation. (sighs) I don't know anymore. So what about the fact that Ms. Rios runs a company, that she herself is a woman in power? That is not the same as running the best country in the world and being commander-in-chief and head of state, the president of the United States, to me, should be a man, not a female. Again, it's my belief in how I run my household and how I am. Like I believe in the woman should cook the meal for the man. Say what now? (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, see, I guess, you know, that's one perspective. The other perspective is that's just an outdated way of thinking. Did we learn nothing from those 70s and 80s perfume commercials? Frankly, all that bacon-based multitasking, it sounds sexist and exhausting, but look, what do I know? Maybe this is all a smokescreen, and she really doesn't care for Hillary Clinton. Maybe that's it. 
I would never vote for Hillary in no way, shape, or form. If she wants to run, that is her decision. It's a free country. I don't believe as a woman she should be running. Now, as a vice president, go for it. Hang on now. A lady vice president is a mere heartbeat away from becoming a lady president. Does Ms. Rio not watch a beep? You could say, as a woman, I believe No, 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 no. I can't identify myself as a woman. People can't know that. Men hate that. And women who hate women hate that, which I believe is most women. Don't you agree with that? Yes. I suppose there's really only one place where true equality exists, and that's on the ridiculous. So I've had two things here. Uh, One being Cheryl Rios. Just because you're too dumb to run for president and you're unqualified to run for president in no way means that other women are unqualified or too stupid to run for president or to be president. The other thing is when she asked, no way would I am I going to vote for Hillary Clinton in no way, shape or form would I vote for her? Well, in what other way, shape, or form could you vote for her? Mm-hmm. She's not running for dog catcher. She's running for president. Right. In I no think, way, shape, or form is stupid. I think she's just trying to use a phrase to place emphasis on what she's saying, but use the wrong phrase. All right, reasonable Brittany Page. So, Jesus Christ. What I have to say about this. Oh, are you trying to tell a joke? Let me squat right on top of it and drop a deuce <laughs> onto your fucking joke, even if it's not funny. Or funny. Yeah. It's getting a shit on. How was I supposed to know that was a joke? Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) So, what's interesting here is Cheryl Rios doesn't think that a woman should be running the country because with our our mix of hormones that we have and your lady parts. Yeah. We, there's no way we should be able to start a war. Okay. Well, (laughs) what about driving? Well, also, is the United States in the business of starting wars? Is that what we do? Oh, we haven't had a war for a while. Let's just go start a war. Well, some people would say yes. You know, well, that. those people are wrong. Okay. So anyway, what about driving a car? Right. This seems like a dangerous task for oh, a lady right. with lots of hormones You're, popping off. Well, I mean, that's what was funny about the, the 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 clip with the ridiculous is that they have scenes from Thirty Rock where the the crazy blonde lady is flying a plane and she's playing uh, Amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. And then she, oh, my period. And then you don't see it because you're not watching it. You're hearing it. But then she dive bombs and crashes because of her period. Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's it's stupid. She drives a car. She's not wrecking into people willy nilly because of her hormones. Right. And it's just weird to hear a, a woman speak this way who has a period who, you know, deals with that. Yeah. And for me, I guess this is just anecdotally speaking. My period, yes, I'm going to speak about my period. Um, mm. It doesn't, well, yeah, it doesn't ruin my life, right? Of course, it doesn't. It's a biological function that half, a little over half the world has to deal with, right? It's so, of course, not going to ruin your life, and it's not going to cause you to start a war. It's right. the most ridiculous assertion. It's it's crazy talk. Right. So she must have a severe issue surrounding <laughs> her mood. I'm being serious. Uh, yeah. Her mood and her period. And then she's just projecting that onto other people because not everyone has any mood disturbance at all what they when, need when to they do have that time of the month. Right. Go get her DNA 
on file and check it against unsolved murder cases because she may be involved in several unsolved murders where she's lost her fucking mind due to her lady hormones and murdered people. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like, you know, people are reacting in a way saying this is offensive and stuff like that. I don't think it's offensive. I just because this is so dumb that it it doesn't even register as being offensive. Right. You can say whatever you want to say. Your your claim is completely ridiculous. Well, what I like about it is in other interviews that I've seen, she says, well, you know, this was a private post on my personal Facebook. So, well, one, Brittany, look, it's not private. It was a public post. Uh, otherwise, we we wouldn't have been able to see it. And second of all, what's it matter if it's private or public? You posted it. You said it. If you're in a restaurant, you say something outrageous, and someone hears it and reports it and says, oh, yeah, I heard this person say this. It doesn't matter that it was in private conversation. You fucking said it, and it was heard. Right. One more reason why she's not qualified due to intelligence to be president. Ugh fucking terrible well and it was funny when she said vice president is okay and then anderson made the obvious connection that you're first in line to the presidency if something goes wrong yeah so she obviously doesn't know that or maybe i'll give her the benefit of the doubt and she was just nervous during her interview and i don't know (laughs) was she nervous when she wrote the facebook post logic has just escaped (laughs) her i think wow what's good advertising for her for her uh company (laughs) yeah who wants some, her in charge of their marketing campaign or whatever related to their business? Well, no. As a lady, she can run a business. It's just not running the country. Right. The the, the greatest country in the world or whatever mm-hmm. she said. Yeah. So funny. She's a Democrat. Yeah, right. She's clear, <laughs> clearly a Democrat. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. I did talk a little bit about Carly Fiorina. Fiorina. And her... Getting ready to jump into the race, making her the second female to do so. And a little bit about it, the fact that I think she's just vying for a vice presidential bid. So she's a Republican. She is a Republican. She is the former CEO of Hewlett Packard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, the, the opinions are mixed whether she did a good job. Anybody who's liberal is going to say, oh, she did fucking terrible. I know people who are within the company who don't feel she did such a terrible job. People who work for Hewlett Packard. And I have no idea about any of that. So I'll just go on record at letting everyone know. So apparently her and Ben Carson, the the long talked about uh, Seventh Day Adventist neurosurgeon. We've talked about him on the show. the, The knucklehead who believes that you're you decide to be gay. Mm-hmm. Because people who go to prison come out gay, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and he are going to announce apparently on May fourth, Quattro de Mayo, and wow, that that was bad. That was not bad. That was awesome. Okay, Quattro de Mayo, Brittany Page. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, it's not. I, you, I'm not. Break out your awesome Spanish on us. We all know I'm not the expert in Spanish. Well, the next day is Cinco de Mayo. No, I know Cuatro is four. When Mike Huckabee is probably going to announce mm-hmm. the very next day. So we're going to have three extra people in the running, followed by a possible fifth. Bobby Jindal, the governor of Louisiana, is hinting at a presidential run. He also just wrote a New York Times op-ed piece slamming gay marriage and talking about how he's going to stick to his guns related to the topic. 
Right. I'm not going to read uh, even close to the whole thing because we get it, right? Um, <laughs> we get it. Also, uh, we, we will... Sometimes you're funny. We will post it to the Facebook page and post it to the, the Twitter. What's the reason you're not going to read the whole thing? Because we get it. <laughs> okay, but I am going to read this one part because even though we've heard this before a million times as well, I feel like this is just a very important point, okay? I hold the view... This is Bobby Jindal saying this. Oh, good thing you cleared that up. I hold the view that has been the consensus in our country for over two centuries, that marriage is between one man and one woman. Polls indicate that American consensus is changing. But like many other believers, I will not change my faith-driven view on this matter, even if it becomes a minority opinion. Uh. So he is preemptively proclaiming that he will not ever change his opinion. Despite any evidence, despite anything that could happen in the future that would indicate that he's wrong, it doesn't matter, it is his faith-based opinion. Now, I don't know what I could say that about myself, that I will never change my opinion. I mean, probably like Aquafina. I will always <laughs> love Aquafina. Right. Right. But what else can I be sure of? The only Pepsi product that you endorse, by yeah, the way. Yeah. What else can I be sure of that I will always believe what I believe? That's just such a weird thing to say. Well, especially surrounding something that science has, has, has taught us so much about. Right, and will only teach us more. Right. So he is saying he will never change his mind. Also, the argument from tradition, right, which drives me crazy. Yeah. Just because something has been this way for a long time doesn't mean that it's good. So why do people continue to use that argument? Well, I, I have no idea. I mean, look at even slavery for hundreds of years, for thousands of years, it was the status quo. Slavery, owning other human beings is a-okay mm -hmm. for thousands of years. And you could say that. People could use that argument. Look, for thousands of years, this has worked. Why start attacking it now? Right. Or segregation. The subjugation of blacks in the South through segregation and through terrible Jim Crow laws and through horrible systematic racism. Right. Look, that only stopped 60 or 60 years ago. So up, up until they could have said, well, for thousands of years, this has been the tradition. This has been the accepted practice. Why do we want to change it? Right. It's and well, the consensus for a long time, even on interracial marriage, was no, right. no go on that. Right. And so he could be making the same argument. Listen, the consensus has been this way for a long time. And even though consensus is changing... I'm going to continue to feel this way regardless of what happens. Okay. Why right. Why would we want someone like this in office? It's the Ken Ham argument. I right. mean, the Ken Ham from the G Answers in Genesis when he was asked during the Bill Nye debate, what would change your mind? On creationism. Right. And Bill Nye said, evidence. If there was a, a fossil uh, uh, that was like an animal that had tried to swim out between the layers and they were caught... That would change my mind. That would be evidence. Ken Ham said, nothing, nothing will change my mind because I am a Christian and everything, all of my opinions are formed and have to kind of work around the Bible. And the exact same thing is happening right now with gay marriage and gay equality mm -hmm. 
it's no, it's a non-issue. It's a non-starter because of the scriptures in Leviticus and because of what Paul said. It's, right. it's an abomination unto God. If two men lie together as they, one with another as they would with a woman, they should be taken to the edge of the city and stoned to death by the townspeople. Their blood is upon them. Now, that's a paraphrase. It's probably pretty goddamn close. It sounded close. pretty good. But, I mean, it didn't sound good. It just sounded yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah, oh, you're just burning yourself <laughs> no, today. No, no, no. So, so it is. It's all based on religion. So it's a non-starter, the issue of gay marriage with Christians and people who actually follow the Bible, not these hippy-dippy New Age Christians who want to ignore the bad parts. It's, it's dangerous, dangerous ideology that luckily is slowly or now it's quickly fading away but over the course of you know the existence of religion it's a very very slow process which leads me again to say once again that the extreme right of the conservative movement is on the wrong side of history they are way on the wrong side of history and if they want to win elections and if they want to remain in any sense of power they're going to have to get their shit together because six in 10 Americans believe that gay marriage is okay. They are loving, normal human beings who have empathy for others. And the Supreme Court is getting ready to hear arguments on Tuesday right. for this. Right. So we're going to be seeing how that unfolds. Well, I'm just trying to give a little advice for the, the, the far right wing of the Republican Party. When 58% of millennial Republicans, this isn't just liberals or Democrats, 58% of millennial Republicans, according to Pew Research or Gallup, one of the two, believe they're okay with gay marriage. And that's, that's a big, big number. Mm -hmm. So this old dinosaur version of the Republican Party is going to be gone just through attrition because they'll be dead. And I don't mean that aggressively or meanly. I mean that by, it's biological. They're eventually going to be gone. The Jim Inhoffs of the world who throw a snowball on the floor of the Senate and have that be proof that global warming is not a real thing. So, more evidence of this. Just the other day, t two days ago, in fact, there was a massive, massive earthquake in Kathmandu, Nepal, which is causing aftershocks and avalanches 100 kilometers east northeast um at mount everest the the death toll is over 2000 right now and these types these fanatical fundamentalist religious types who are against gay marriage and who are completely beholden to their mythology and their fairy tales are tweeting things like this Praying for the lost souls in Nepal. Praying not a single destroyed pagan temple will be rebuilt and the people will repent slash receive Christ. Right. So it's not about the lives that have been lost and the mis misery and the suffering that is taking place right now as a result of this terrible natural disaster. The most important thing to focus on is that other religions... Don't rebuild their temples. That is the most important thing. Well, and I mean, obviously, this person is holding, you know, a Pat Robertson-esque view that this natural disaster and this is guy, punishing. Wh what's his name on Twitter? Tony 
Miano has thousands of Twitter followers, which leads to my point of the fact that he is he is an influential influential person. He has many people who seek his counsel, who who seek his advice, who seek his wisdom. Right, and so he's expressing a Pat Robertson esque view yeah. that people are being punished by this natural disaster. Right, that. People who haven't accepted Christ or who need to repent, you know, right. that is disturbing. I mean, to to have the view that, yes, I believe in this being that is going to inflict pain on others for not having repented or not believing in me. Right. And that is what he believes. And he thinks that's okay. He thinks Ludicrous. that's good. And that's a little, that's scary. Which is a weird thing that you would describe any kind of supernatural occurrence or supernatural influence on a natural disaster. Because even in the Bible Belt of the United States, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, where they have terrible, horribly destructive tornadoes that kill hundreds of people. And that's where Jesus is really fervently worshipped. So what's that saying? It's saying that it's either a capricious asshole of a deity, or there is no deity, and it's just a natural disaster based on currents of air and the science that we know it causes these kind of occurrences. It's also a little presumptuous to say praying for the lost souls in Nepal. Right. It, it just get up get off your high horse, right? And stop judging people. Let's from well, the movie. I, um I would I would say this that he's probably wrong on his theology because once a soul's gone, lost, someone's dead, there's no praying, any praying that's going to do anything about their condition. Then it's in Jesus hands. Then it's in God's hands. You know what I mean? There's no praying. That's why like the Mormons who do who posthumously baptize you know, hundreds of people, Jews who died in the Holocaust into their religion. There's no real theological basis for that. No, I wouldn't know anything I guess about that. Going a little far afield. So. Yeah. You're you're getting a little out of my territory. So I guess that guy's a dick. <laughs> See, that's my territory. <laughs> that I understand. All right. And then we're gonna wrap up this whole topic surrounding how conservatives in the Republican Party right-wing, far-right-wing conservatives in the Republican Party don't get it. There's a tiny town in Georgia that is flying the Christian flag over City Hall despite legal advice. Even after the city attorney told them it was a violation of church and state separation, the city council of Little Cochrane, Georgia, population 5,100, voted last week to fly the Christian flag, who knew there was such a thing, over at City Hall. <laughs> and the city manager tells us it's still flying there now. What it looks like is a white flag with a blue corner in the upper left-hand corner. You're putting, she's putting her hands up to figure out which um, direction. Yeah. <laughs> With a red cross in the blue thing. And that's then right. it looks like a yellow stripe on the left end. I don't know if that's I don't, just, I don't think so. I don't know if that's the picture or what. Yeah. But anyway, did you know that there was a Christian flag? Yes. 
Okay, how do I not know that? I don't know. Well, I grew up in actual Christian churches. Okay. You went to some hippy-dippy... I did. ...weirdo... Yes. ...denomination of Christianity. Yes, where my pastor would say, by the way, I don't know if I've talked about this, he would joke to me that he was trying to indoctrinate people with his liberal ideology during his sermons. Right. <laughs> well, which I believe Christianity should be a more liberal type of church. They should so be he, indoctrinating he, people, you're he saying. He was probably... More, well, if you want to be a successful religion... You have to indoctrinate people. There have been different denominations through the past where they didn't believe in sex, which means you don't procreate, which means you don't continue the faith. <laughs> right. And your religion just dies out. Not a good sitch. Yeah, not a good sitch. So this Georgia city is just off their fucking rocker collectively. And it's not as big a deal because it's just a Christian flag and it's only a tiny little town of 5,000 people. But it goes to my point that they, their faith and their belief system relative to their mythology is a number one. It's the only thing that's important to them. Fuck the constitution of the United States. Screw our belief system relative to how we have a, 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 a country that runs by the rule of law, nobody cares about that because their mind will not be changed by anything. Not even legal advice. Oh, and hey, I didn't even get to this. I, I said that was going to be the last thing. Sorry, it's not. Back to the, the, the thing you mentioned about the Constitution or about the, the Supreme Court. Sorry, I've got the Constitution on the brain. The Supreme Court ruling about gays Anti-gay activists, Christian far-right-wing conservative activists are, as I've said a thousand times and even today, even a few, even a few seconds ago, talked about how they're on the wrong side of history. They are, they're led by guys like Tony Perkins, who has a radio show, and I'm going to play a clip here of him just after he got done talking to a caller. And he talks about how Obama is more than likely a Muslim. He won't commit to it and actually say it, but he dances around it with his flowery bullshit language. And then he goes on to talk about how he thinks there's going to be an uprising if gay marriage is made legal. On Tuesday, right, with the Supreme Court. That's right. And, and that's actually a common thing that's being said, by the way. I just Googled it, and it's one of the top things in the news stories is that they are predicting backlash or and warning that there will be backlash if this does not go their way. Despite the fact that polling data suggests that 60% of Americans are okay with gay marriage. Look, his father was a Muslim. His stepfather was a Muslim. He was gr he, he grew up in a Muslim environment. And so his sympathies clearly are toward that. Now, is he still a follower of Allah? I, you know, again, I, I can, I can take him at what, at his, at what he says. He says he professes to be a Christian, but I'm also looking at his practice. His practice again is deferential toward Islam and is, um, is, is hostile toward Christianity. And I, I think, uh, John, to your point about Christians, uh, the concern about Christians rising up, I think we're getting close to that in this country as we see increasingly the this growing hostility at the hands of our own government toward Christianity 
And I think especially if you see if, if the court imposes upon the nation a, uh, a redefinition of marriage, I don't think the nation's going to accept it. I absolutely don't. In, in the conflict that's going to come as a result of it. He's he's so boring, but so dramatic <laughs> at the same time. It's Tony like, Perkins, everybody. It's like a boring episode of that one show that used to be on MTV, The Real World. Is that still a show? I have no idea. He's like so dramatic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, your God's going to take care of it, right? What are you worried about? Right. God will take care of it. God's will be done on earth as it is in You'll heaven. You'll be okay. Yeah. You don't need to rise up because it's his plan. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's going to yes. be all right. It's the conundrum that all Christians face. Also, it's 2015. Obama's going to be out of there soon. Why are you still all in a huff about whether or not he's a Muslim? Like, why are you still well, talking about it? The reason, I'm glad you brought that up. The reason I even included that, because that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, is just to show how fucking unreasonable and ridiculous and out of their goddamn minds these types of people are. So... As much credibility as you'd like to ascribe to his opinion that there will be an uprising if gay marriage is passed, you know, just meter it a little bit because of the fact that he also believes firmly, although he won't say it because he's a coward, he believes that President Obama is a Muslim. Look, I think everybody knows who've listened to this program for more than five minutes that I am not a fan of President Obama. I think he's a terrible president. I think he has overreached his bounds. I think he is uh, disingenuous. However, he's not a Muslim. He might be lying about his faith, but that would be rel relative to him being an atheist and saying he's a Christian. I think that's more likely. There's not a chance he's a Muslim. And he also hasn't showed any deference to Islam. He's dispatching fucking drones, unmanned drones, to, <laughs> to spread death and destruction across the Middle East. Just this last, last week, he killed an American, an American citizen, Adam Gadon, from Garden Grove, California. It's almost a bordering town. It's probably 10 miles away from where I sit right now, 12 miles away. Adam Gadon white guy, convert to Islam, spokesman for Al-Qaeda, murdered without due process by a drone dispatched by the lovely and talented and often loved hey. Barack Hussein Obama. Oh, that's usually how you introduce me. <laughs> well, you should feel proud that you're getting a presidential introduction. Mm. <laughs> So anyway, it just goes to show that these 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 cons radical right-wing conservatives are off their fucking rockers. You are making some listeners awfully happy right now with your emphasis on the failings of the conservatives. Ra that's why I keep repeating the words radical <laughs> right-wing conservatives. Because although I do consider myself a conservative, I am by no means a radical. Yes. Or yes. right-wing. I'm not a right-winger. Mm -hmm. I just lean toward... I'm, I'm I'm center right, yeah. right right center. That's where I am. Me too. And that's where most of the country is. Me too. No, you're not. Yeah, I know. I'm joking. How dare you <laughs> try to join my club? All right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to this. Amazon.com, everybody. Oh, <laughs> what a fake out that was. 
everyone was so like waiting in anticipation. Well, I got a message this week from a listener. He's like, hey, why do you always drop the Amazon thing at the end of the show? Why don't you talk about it in the middle? So, you know, it's it's not wrapping up the show. And I listen. I don't want to. I don't. I want to. I don't want to be that guy who's begging for money. I couldn't even fucking get that out. I don't want to be that guy. But what we do takes a lot of energy. What we do, I don't even want to get into that. So listen, if you want to support the show, Amazon.com. Go to Dollamore.com on the left hand side. There's a search bar. If you're going to make a purchase and you're going to spend your money anyway then why not do it through our website and support the, the show that you love so much? Yeah, why not? Or that you listen to, and even if you hate us, you know, just, yeah, da, 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 just help us out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you really want to be a rock star and do it on a consistent basis, there's Patreon. Patreon.com slash I Doubt It With Dollamore is a great way. You can set a monthly maximum. It's like a Kickstarter campaign, except it's, it's an ongoing thing. You could give... 10 cents an episode or 25 cents an episode. Like I said, you can set a monthly maximum. So if you only want to give 50 cents a month or a dollar a month, or we have, we have patrons who, who give $20, $25 a month. That's great. Listen, we love every single contribution. It goes a long way toward helping out the show and you being a part to support what we're doing here, taking part, not only in listening, not only in moving the conversation forward, but really helping us out relative to defraying cost. And uh, it's just a, it's a beautiful way to support the show. Moving on. Dr. Oz, a little follow-up on Dr. Oz. Last episode, we talked about the fact that he is on the offensive. And on his show, he talks about how he will not be silenced. And he has, he thinks his, his freedom of speech is being abridged i guess now this month we celebrate my 1000th show now i know i've irritated some potential allies in our quest to make america healthy no matter our disagreements freedom of speech is the most fundamental right we have as americans and these 10 doctors are trying to silence that right so i vow to you right here and right now we will not be silenced we will not give in so in the spirit of not be, being silenced and not giving in, Dr. Oz took to the pages of Time magazine and wrote an op-ed piece. Right. And again, I'm not going to read that whole thing. <laughs> um, well, we want to listen. We've been admonished by other listeners that we should give both sides of the story, not just shit on him constantly, but give his side of the story. And I'm, of course, in the spirit of moving the conversation forward, I'm happy to give his side. Right. So in his op-ed, he mentions uh, two of the people that are a part of the group of doctors that are trying to have him removed from his position at Columbia. Right. He's making it sound like a conspiracy. Right. So he says, with a few clicks and some simple searches, a remarkable web of intrigue emerged. Ooh. <laughs> it's like a spy novel. One that the mainstream media has completely missed. The lead author, Henry Miller, appears to have a history as a pro-biotech scientist. Hang on, hang on. Should we take these one by one? Or you're gonna, are you, is that it with Henry Miller? No, there's several other things with Henry Miller. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So he has a history as a pro-biotech scientist. Not a big deal. And was mentioned in early tobacco industry litigation as a potential ally to the industry. Mentioned in legislation, or mentioned in their literature as a potential 
ally. He also furthered the battle in California to block GMO labeling, a cause that I have been vocal about supporting. Let's stop right there then, after I've interjected a million times. Um, who fucking cares? Listen, if you want to label, if there's, an, if there's a lobby out there and a group of people who want to label Frisbees dangerous because they kill butterflies... I'm, Do they kill butterflies? I, no, they don't. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of something that's fitting and not, no analogies coming to mind. Well, so, that's a pretty upsetting, disturbing so that would be, sentence. Listen, so that would be something that that is unfounded and stupid. But but oh, listen, but I listen, I know that that's not true. I know that frisbees do not kill butterflies, but I think all frisbees should be labeled as potentially murderous to butterflies. That those two those two things don't jive. If you truly believe GMO foods are a-okay, scientifically proven, and there's a consensus surrounding them of being safe and generally beneficial for the global community then why do they need to be labeled why would they need to be labeled the, the two things don't jive anyway continue well he go in later on in the article he says as a scientist i am not that concerned about gmos themselves so he said he says i am not that concerned about them which means he is there's Somewhat, a part of yeah. him that is concerned with it so um so he's he's dis, he's 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 not being honest he's not being fully truthful in my opinion. Okay, so the first let's let's talk about Henry Miller though because we are trying to be open here. Yeah. So yeah. he is a pro biotech scientist, which is evident in his him wanting to block GMO labeling. Sure. And then he was mentioned in an early tobacco industry litigation as well, a potential ally to the industry. Right. So I don't know what that means. It's vague. I don't know what that means. So it might be a problem. Okay, but I don't really understand what it means. He might, he was a potential ally to the industry. What does that mean? It means they thought he was a potential ally. It doesn't mean he was an ally. It doesn't mean anything other than you're you're putting the word tobacco in there. And oh, Jesus, oh, tobacco industry. Oh, shit, that's no good. Okay, so he mentions a second person from the group. He only mentions two people from the group of doctors of, of trying 10. to get him removed. Right. So this next one is named Gilbert Ross. And Dr. Ross says he was found guilty after trial of 13 counts of fraud related to Medicaid. He is now executive director of American Council on Science and Health, a group that has reportedly received donations from big tobacco and food and agribusiness companies, among others. Another four of the 10 authors are also linked to this organization. So someone who was found guilty after trial of 13 counts of fraud related to Medicaid. Bad guy. Not good. Yeah, not good. Not great. His name is Gilbert Ross. Problematic. Um, then having uh, connections to this American Council on Science and Health that has reportedly, he says, received donations from big tobacco right. and agribusiness companies. That's that's a report. That's an allegation. Listen, he he says outright he has been convicted of 13 counts of Medicaid fraud. He doesn't say he reportedly was convicted. He says he was convicted. So that's fact. Where it gets murky is when he says, oh, but he and then this group has been reportedly taken donations from blah, 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 blah. That's a report. That's not fact and the link also goes to mother jones oh right which which concerns me there is a screenshot of a document um 
you know, I'm just hesitant about Mother Jones. I wish he would have put something else a little more reputable right. to link to there. Maybe it's something worth looking into. I don't know enough about it. But so he took issue with six of 10 authors that. But only talked specifically about two. Right. Right. So there's that. Right. Okay. So Gilbert Ross. But here's here's my deal. It's listen, he's doing the Scientology thing. They do a they do a documentary about Scientology. What does Scientology do? They character assassinate. Oh, this guy, he didn't pay his taxes in 2011. Ugh. This guy's dad is an asshole. Why does why does Dr. Oz not just answer the criticisms that are specific? Answer the the issues. Deal with the actual situation and not try to well these guys are assholes this guy didn't do whatever you know what i mean so he goes on to say it's vital that i drive the following point home my exploration of alternative medicine has never been intended to take the place of conventional medicine but rather as additive critics often imply that any exploration of alternative methods means abandoning conventional approaches it does not. In fact, many institutions like mine use names complementary or integrative medicine, which is also appropriate. Right. Sure. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, what took place on Capitol Hill? Listen to this interaction with a senator in a committee asking him about his practices. Do you believe that there's a miracle pill out there? There's not a pill that's going to help you long-term lose weight and live your, the best life without diet and exercise. Do you believe there's a magic weight loss cure out there? It, it, the, the word, if you're selling something because it's magical, no. Two words were talked about there. Do you believe there's a magic and do you think there's a miracle this? One, he didn't answer either one with a, with a no. I don't believe that. He said, oh, well, you know, if you're going to... Uh, and then the second time, he he stuttered and stumbled a little bit. Well, if his answers there were to jive with reality, when you're under the, the scrutiny and the lights of a congressional hearing, it's one thing. But when you're on your show and you have ultimate script approval, yes or no, you get to look at the script and say, I'm not going to say that, then it's a, it's a different story. This was aired prior to that Senate committee. And listen to the magic words there, magic and miracle. You may think magic is make-believe, but this little bean has scientists saying they found a magic weight loss cure for every body type. It's green coffee beans. And when turned into a supplement, this miracle pill can burn fat fast for anyone who wants to lose weight. This is very exciting, and it's breaking news. How is he supposed to answer to that? Well, and, and that's the thing. He's saying it's vital I drive this point home. My exploration of alternative medicine is just meant to be a complementary or integrative medicine approach. Why isn't he emphasizing that then? He's using words like magic, miracle. Breaking this, news. This product has scientists so excited because they have created magic. Um, you, you, you're not saying what this vital point is here in your op-ed on time. Right. If this vital point had been said every time you reported on one of these alternative approaches, right? that would have been great. Or if he was to say this on his program. 
I actually do personally believe in the, in the items that I talk about in the show. I, I passionately study them. I recognize that oftentimes they don't have the scientific muster to present uh, as fact. There's a massive juxtaposition between that, that I passionately study them, and I know that they don't have the scientific muster to stand up to science and evidence. There's a difference between that and this. You may think magic is make-believe, but this little bean has scientists saying they found a magic weight loss cure for every body type. It's green coffee beans. And when turned into a supplement, this miracle pill can burn fat fast for anyone who wants to lose weight. This is very exciting and it's breaking news. You know what I mean? And when you're dealing with people who um, are struggling with weight issues and are having severe health problems and they're watching your show and you're a doctor and, and, and they put a lot of stake in what you say. Yes. That's the immense respect for this man. Yeah, it's um, it's not good. And it's, it's upsetting. Really, it's upsetting because not to mention he took the Hippocratic oath to do no harm. Right. So he may be right. Some of the authors of that paper that want him removed from faculty at Columbia. They could be bad guys. Right. Some of them could have done some bad things. But Dr. Oz has also done some not so great things. Some bad things. That he should respond to in an appropriate way rather than saying, well, look at this guy. Right. Why don't he, why doesn't he answer his backing of Reiki, the energy medicine where they wave their fucking hands over you and heal your energy. And what what is that? Why doesn't he point to studies or why doesn't he commission a study and do his own independent research to find out the efficacy of Rike? Well, not even that. Why doesn't he drive the vital point home that this is meant to be a complementary approach to going and seeing a doctor and having real things done to you? This is just a complementary thing. Even if he said that, that would be fine. Right. Because you can do whatever you want extra as long as you're actually doing the real healthcare type things. Instead, what he says is, try Reiki. It will cure what ails you. Here are the three things I want you to remember from today's show. First off, try Reiki. This alternative medicine treatment can manipulate your energy and cure what ails you. Cure what ails you. Right. Where's that vital point that's here in time? It's not on a show. And right. it needs to be on his show. But one thing I just wanted this last thing. He does say in this op-ed that he hasn't promoted a weight loss pill for a year. And he will not be in that game anymore. Yeah, because he's caught. It's too much flack. After the fact. After you've caught all. Listen. If none of this controversy had arisen. He'd still be hawking weight loss pills. It's only because he's been on the hot seat that, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's been a full year since I've done that. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, it's because it's problematic for you. He Whatever it takes, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's not out of the kindness of his own heart and the, the love and, and, and concern for his audience and the American people. It's because he's been getting too much shit for it, so he's not going to do it anymore. Terrible. Speaking of terrible, Huffington Post blog, so this isn't coming out of Huffington Post like a journalism piece, but there was an article written that was titled, Ethnic Minorities Deserve Safe Places Without White People. So this article is from March 2015, and 
It discusses how there was a report on an incident that involved two first-year journalism students who were turned away from an event organized by Racialized Students Collective because they were white. So two students were turned away by this event because they were white. And that's the reason they're white, not because they're journalists, because they're white, because of the color of their skin. Right. And the woman who wrote the article says there are two sides to this story. The media has a right to attend public events and report on matters that are in public interest. The student media needs to cover initiatives that are happening on campus so that they draw attention to them and in turn create awareness. And then the second point is marginalized groups have a right to claim spaces in the public realm where they can share stories about the discrimination they have faced without judgment and intrusion from anyone else. White people. The anyone else. She does say the organizers of the event, the Racialized Students Collective, should have done a better job of labeling this event as a safe space. <laughs> they should label safe spaces clearly and maybe even host events that educate the public on what they mean. Doing so will help the public and the media have a better understanding of the purpose and value of these spaces. This took place at Ryerson University or Ryerson College, I'm not sure which it is, in Toronto, Canada. And I'm not sure exactly what the laws are in Canada relative to um, public segregation. And the at a public university, when you disallow someone from attending because solely on the color of their skin, that seems problematic to me. The other thing that seems problematic to me, and it's kind of a trend in academia, it's very weird, is this safe space and trigger warnings and where have we gone that just because your skin is a little darker, you feel you need a safe space from white people? If that's the case, then hold a private event in someone's house to discuss the issues at hand. Don't use public funds, public space, public accommodation on a public campus to talk about how shitty things are for you. And I'm not even questioning whether or not things are bad. Clearly, I believe that things could be way, way better for minorities, racial minorities, in this country, and I'm sure even in Canada. It's not that. It's that they're kicking out white people because they're white. It's not you are a rapist and you are you're a bad person or you're a murderer or you're a racist it's just you're white that's your crime you're white you don't get to attend there's no difference between that and you don't get to use this water fountain because you're black there's no difference whatsoever so i don't i don't know how i feel about this i okay. i don't know um well, it's a weird topic. I wouldn't expect that someone would have their opinion formulated right away. I know that there are like, um, there's like a Latino Latina psychology club on campus, mm -hmm. and they allow people that are not Latina Latino to join. Well, by law, I think they have to. And so, I guess that's what what kind of confuses me about this is, it just seems like if you're going to be holding an event everyone should be allowed to be there because it's just going to look problematic if you're turning away certain races. And I think it would be a problem with any other kind of racial dynamic. 
Well, listen, I'm not what I'm saying here. Don't get me wrong and save your emails. What I'm saying here is not that, well, if they can have an Ebony magazine, why can't I have an Ivory magazine? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we have Black History Month. Well, why can't we have White History Month? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they are disallowing members of this group based solely on the color of their skin. It's because they're white. That, to me, just... It just doesn't sit right. It seems like something's wrong. That they are so... They have suffered under the, 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 the yoke of the white man so much that they can't even be around them in certain spaces. They need a safe space because they feel in danger if there's a white person. That's what a safe space is. Well, and some some people obviously think that's valid. Well, then they need intensive psychotherapy. They need some talk therapy. They need to sit down with someone and work through their problems because this is this that's PTSD kind of shit. If they don't feel safe around white people, the world is filled with white people in Canada and the United States. I think it's problematic. Look, I know it's dangerous things to talk about, dangerous opinions to have, but it's it's important that colleges are allowing this kind of atmosphere. I think it's a bummer. Yeah, I just I think it's a little hyperbolic to say that that people need psychotherapy because they feel unsafe or they they need to be in a club and meet with people that are going through something similar to them and maybe have the people that are threatening their safety be not in that room while they're sharing their experiences well listen i think it's a perception of of being unsafe they're i don't believe they're really unsafe on a public college campus when they have a meeting and they're kicking out white people based solely on the on the color of their skin and maybe it was a little bit ins- uh, incensed s- to say that they need psychotherapy. That it's, but I'm not saying black people need psychotherapy if they can't be around white people. I'm saying if you feel traumatized being in the presence of someone because of the color of their skin, there's a more serious issue at hand. That's what I'm saying. Well, And, and I, I-, think, I think this attitude is only fostered in in the, the the world of academia only on college campuses would this shit be allowed because in the public spaces in the public domain it, no way no no that's ridiculous well and i think maybe also safe space has different definitions so for instance at my school there are certain professors who have a a sticker on their door and it says safe space for lgbtq individuals so if if you are struggling at school with discrimination or you're you're having a difficult time coming out or or something related to homosexuality or gender identity you can go to whatever professor has that sticker on their door and that is a safe space for you to go in and talk about what you're experiencing and that's a way for them to let you know that hey you can come in here and speak to me even if i don't know you i i get that but but if an lgbt group is going to be using public money and public facilities and I would like to go because I want to support that cause because I am a supporter of gay rights and the rights of the uh, of gays to marry and, and and transgendered individuals. I'm I am a member of a supportive group for that community. If they disallow me access strictly based on the fact that I'm straight, I've got a problem with that. 
So so I I hear you. I I hear you that it, it might have been a little hyperbolic. All I'm saying is that this is dangerous tipsy turvy territory that we're that we're we're treading. I don't mean to be so alliterative. <laughs> When they're disallowing people based solely on the color of their skin. I just, even the NAACP, there are members of the, uh, there are people who attend their meetings who are white. And if there has, if there's a, if there's another group that's been more marginalized and attacked and, and, and had more violence spread across the ranks of their members than the NAACP, let me know. But even they allow whites and and other colors to attend their meetings. I, I don't know. The views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. That's so, just for you. That's for you. So on the topic, though, just real quick of LGBT um, issues, you want to talk Bruce Jenner really quick? Oh, yeah. Really. Qu- In fact, we'll wrap with that. We had an asshole of the today planned. Mike from Pittsburgh, um, we will get to your topic next time. Yes. Last night, Bruce Jenner, the Olympic gold medalist, the Olympic gold medalist in the decathlon, sat with Diane Sawyer for two hours and talked about the fact that he is, he identifies as a woman. Right. And that right now, he it's, he's okay with being talked about as he and Bruce, but over the course of the next year, some major changes are going to happen relative to that. Right. And so it was a, a very intense interview. And if you didn't watch it, I would recommend watching it just because it was very interesting. Yeah, I, I got teary for sure. And... You know, I I very much dislike the Kardashians, and oh, yeah. um, how can you not? I don't I don't like any of them on Facebook. I don't follow them on Twitter. I don't follow them on Instagram. I uh, have never watched the show. I I do not give support to the Kardashians. Okay, yeah. I just want to get that out there. <laughs> right on. We hear you. Um, but I wanted to watch this because I'm very interested in learning more about this issue, and. I saw a lot of negativity on social media. A lot of people commenting on links about Bruce Jenner saying pretty hateful things. Um, Terrible. And I just, I don't feel like I'm in a position to to say anything about it. I wanted to watch it so I could learn more. Teach me more about it. I don't know what it's like to have that experience. Right. You wouldn't I presume. Want, you wouldn't presume right. to understand. And people are saying, oh, no, he's not a woman. And what a freak show and all these things. And right. How do you know how he's really feeling? H- who are you to say that his feelings are not valid? Right. That he doesn't understand what's happening internally inside of him for the past 65 years. Right. He's 65-year-old man. I mean, that's a bold proclamation to make about someone that you don't know. So I, I found the interview very moving. I give my support to Bruce Jenner yeah, and anyone I. who's going through a similar experience. For sure. And I think that the interview did a good job also of explaining what transgender is, how gender identity and sexuality are separate, kind of talking about how many transgendered individuals there are. And it gave a lot of information along with the Bruce Jenner interview. It's a very new scope 
of science and psychology. It, it is really, and it's. It, I mean, psychology itself, I believe, it's in its is in its infancy. But this is even more new, and they're really discovering so much every day. But there, you know, back to our point about the Christians and and them being on the wrong side of history. There were a lot of hateful, very spiteful tweets, and you know, they come across. It's almost like a humble brag where they come across as loving, but really, it's very shitty. This one, this Summer Pench, her her Twitter handle is at Summer Love without the E in Summer. S-U-M-M-R-L-O-V-E. The correct response to Jenner to the Jenner interview. Pray for him and teach your children that Genesis one through three is not a fairy tale. Ugh. This person says, Dr. Michael L. Brown, at Dr. Michael L. Brown, my heart goes out to Bruce Jenner, and when he says, I am a woman, I hear him saying, I am deeply confused and hurting. Let's pray for him. Let's pray for him. Because that's works. That works when you pray for shit. Well, and that's the thing. Did this person watch the interview? Because when I watched the interview, I saw a very heartfelt, emotional thing. And yes, absolutely. He has been feeling this way his whole life ever since he was a little boy and he has actually gone through some stages where he started to take hormones as early as the 1980s started taking female hormones right so he he has been in a period of transition before but now he is officially doing it because he said he's at a certain age. He doesn't want to continue to live his life in a way that doesn't make him happy. Yeah. And doesn't represent who he truly is. The, the, the bummer for me is that he's connected to this fucking Kardashian family. And I'm sure a lot so of people feel that way. It makes it very tabloidy and bo- like everything they do is for the cameras and they're terrible degenerates. And so people don't give this the credence and the legitimacy that it should because he's a tortured individual. And thank goodness that we live in a time right now where he can get some modicum of support. Right. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon tweeted, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hashtag Bruce Jenner, hashtag brave. Yeah. So that's a very prominent person giving support for Bruce Jenner. Here's the other thing, and I don't want to be controversial about this because I do support him, and I think he is a brave guy. But I don't even really like him. I think he said some things that were dickish about the, the the Russian guy that he beat for the gold medal that he saw him a couple of years ago and now he's fat and out of shape and <laughs> laughed like it's making fun of this other guy for just getting old. And I think that's dickish. So I don't think he's even the greatest guy. But like I've said about a million things, you don't have to be a great guy for me to admire what you're doing and that you're being brave. You've said that a million times. Well, I, you know, but the Michael Brown thing, it doesn't have to be oh, right. Michael Brown is a hero right. and Darren Wilson is an asshole. Right. It can be Michael Brown is an asshole and Darren Wilson is an asshole. Right. I mean, it could be both. Right. So anyway. Uh, well, it, when you're in the Kardashian family, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult to not have some of that superficial, you know, BS rub off on you. Well, not only that, if you're attracted to those kinds of people in your life. Right. There's something got to be something going on in your fucking head. That's just me. I'm not going to play the disclaimer again. <laughs> okay. The disclaimer is just ongoing, always, right. maybe continuously. We start, maybe that should be the new intro to the show, is just the disclaimer. After everything you say, if you could play the discra- <laughs> disclaimer, that would be great. Right. All right. With that, we're going to leave you. 
Listen, we love you for sticking by us slash me, despite the dumb things or the things that you disagree with that I say. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate you spending as much time as you do with us every week. Don't forget to hit that Amazon. Go check out that Patreon site. And that is it for Brittany Page. I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. So I guess that guy's a dick. See, that's my territory. (laughs) That I understand.